Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. opportunity to work. It's interesting. Um, I kind of grew up in an environment where there was a resentment about working, you know, not, I mean, yeah, I would say there was a resentment. There was a resentment toward, toward having to work, you know, in life. Um, Even though there was some good work ethic there, there was a, there was this resentment. And I think a lot of it comes from people that they're not doing what they love. You know, they're, they're working for the wrong reasons. Survival working when you, when you're working because you're, you're surviving, that is like the worst reason to have to work. You know, I mean, I get it. You know, people have to work. Right. But I think somebody should start telling kids at a very young age, start putting a seed into that magnificent little mind of theirs that part of their job, part of their responsibility to their self is to find out what they love to do in life and to never stop searching until they find it, you know? Because what else is there? Okay, so let's get back into um, as a man thinketh. Good thoughts and actions can never re- uh, produce bad results. Bad thoughts and actions can never produce good results. This is but saying that nothing can come from corn but corn, nothing from nettles but nettles. Men understand this law in the natural world and work with it, but few understand it in the mental and moral world, though its operation there is just as simple and undeviating. And they therefore do not cooperate with it. Suffering is always the effect of wrong thought in some direction which is a really good thing to know if you're suffering because it helps point you in the direction of how do I change it? It's that whole whole distinction that the outside world is not happening to me. It's a reflection of me. It's an indication that the the individual is out of harmony with himself, with the law of his being. The sole and supreme use of suffering is to purify, to burn out all of the useless and impure. Suffering ceases for him who is pure. There could be no object of burning gold after the dross has been removed, and a perfectly pure and enlightened being could not suffer. The circumstances which a man encounters with suffering are the result of his own mental inharmony, of his, own, of his own mental inharmony. The circumstances by which a man encounters with blessedness are the result of his own mental harmony. Blessedness, not material possessions, is the measure of right thought. Wretchedness, not lack of material possessions, is the measure of wrong thought. A man may be cursed and, and rich uh, and be blessed and poor. Blessed, and, Blessedness and riches are only joined together when the riches are rightly and wisely used, and the poor man only descends into wretchedness when he regards his or a lot of burden that is unjustly imposed. So many people 
are really working to try to get to this place where they don't have to work anymore. Whether it's, I'm going to work until I can retire or I work until I become independently wealthy without ever considering contribution. Because it's in the contribution that we get our fulfillment. We don't get our fulfillment from making money or making more money. I mean, what happens when you get to the point where the, you know, the excitement of that kind of wears off? You either get completely bored or you get completely paranoid. Those are the only two things I've ever seen with somebody who makes a lot of money that does not have a higher sense of purpose and contribution. They get bored or they get paranoid. Paranoid is I'm going to lose it. Bored is it's, you know, it, it's, it's that uh, it, it has holds no more excitement. Like when you get to a place when you know that you can basically buy anything, you get to this place where you don't buy things out of uh, that. You'll never get them. You know, you, the, the excitement just completely wears off on it. So it's really about coming from a place of service and contribution. Indignance and indulgence are the two extremes of wretchedness. Both are equally unnaturally and the result of a mental disorder. A man is rightly conditioned, is not rightly conditioned until he is happy, healthy, and a prosperous being. And happiness, health, uh, health, and prosperity are the results of harmonious adjustment of the inner and the outer, of the man with his surroundings. A man only begins to be a man when he ceases to whine and revile and commence to search for the hidden justice which regulates his life. And as he adapts his mind to the regulating factor, he ceases to accuse others as the cause of his condition, and he builds himself up strong and noble, and noble thoughts, ceases to kick against circumstances, but begins to use them as aids to his more rapid progress, and as by means of discovering the hidden powers and possibilities within himself. Now get this, he says, law, not confusion, is the dominating principle in the universe. Law, not confusion. Justice, not injustice, is the soul and substance of life, and righteousness, not corruption, is the molding and moving force in the spiritual government of the world. This being so, man has but to right himself to find that the universe is right. And during the process of putting himself right, he will find that as he alters his thoughts towards things and other people, things and other people will alter toward him. The proof of this is in every person. And, there, and it therefore admits of easy investigation by systematic introspection and self-analysis. Let a man radically alter his thoughts, and he will be astonished at the rapid transformation that it will affect in the material condition of his life. That is 100% accurate, by the way. 100% accurate. The faster you change how you think about something, the faster the outside world you experience changes. So what's the what's the problem? Like what, like you tell somebody this and they hear it and they're, you know, smart person, they can understand what it's saying, but they don't do it. 
they don't change it or they get stubborn about changing it. Why? Because the thoughts that they're holding on to are so closely associated with safety and certainty in their life that they don't know how to let them go to think something else and actually feel safe at the same time. Men imagine that thought can be kept secret, but it cannot. It rapidly crystallizes into habit. In habit, solidifies into circumstance. Bestial thoughts crystallize into habits of drunkenness and sensuality, uh, which solidify into circumstances of destruction and disease. Impure thoughts of every kind crystallize into uh, enervating and confusing habits, which solidify into distracting and adverse circumstances. Thoughts of fear, doubt, and indecision crystallize into weak, unmanly, and irresolute habits which solidify into circumstances of failure, indignance, and slavish dependence. Lazy thoughts crystallize into habits and of uncleanliness and dishonesty, which solidify into the circumstances of foulness and beggary. Hateful and condemnatory thoughts crystallize into habits of accusation and violence, which solidify into the circumstance of injury and persecution. Selfish thoughts of all kinds crystallize into the habits of self-seeking, which solidify into circumstances more or less distressing. On the other hand, beautiful thoughts of all kinds crystallize into the habits of grace and kindliness, which solidify into genial and sunny circumstances. Pure thoughts crystallize into the habits of temperance and self-control, which solidify into the circumstances of repose and peace. Thoughts of courage, self-reliance, and decision crystallize into uh, manly habits, which solidify into circumstances of success, plenty, and freedom. Energetic thoughts crystallize into the habits of cleanliness and industry, which solidify into the circumstances of pleasantness, uh, gentle, and forgiving. Gentle and forgiving thoughts crystallize into the habits of, of gentleness, which solidify into the protective and the persevere of uh, circumstances. Loving and unselfish thoughts crystallize into the habits of self-forgetfulness of others, which solidify into the circumstances of sure and abiding prosperity and true riches. That's good. That's really good. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.